morning. It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with one of our favorites, Matt Slatis, General Manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How goes it? Very good. Very good. Or as um, Siri calls Matt, Matt Slatus. <laughs> That's right. Good morning, guys. Good morning. And my wife calls Matt, Matt Slatus, I found out <laughs> this morning at breakfast. I, uh, I've been getting that one every day since the first day of preschool. So, Cindy, I, I take no offense. <laughs> I take no offense. Well, with a name like Mumby, I have no sympathy for anybody's <laughs> last name. Okay, let's start with the courtesy project, things that annoy us. Okay. Acknowledging we're not perfect. Feel free to chime in. Okay. Okay, the first thing that annoys me is Barry Bonds has more career home runs than Hank Aaron. Are they counting? Alex Rodriguez has okay. more career home runs than Willie Mays. Okay. Sammy Sosa has more career home runs than Frank Robinson. And Mark McGuire has more career home runs than Mickey Mantle. Enough said. Right. I like the baseball tie-in, though. That, good that, work. That is good. <laughs> is that something? Artificial turf annoys me. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh, I don't like watching baseball look like pinball. Well, do you remember when they did Riverfront? When oh, yeah. The, the, even the infields were artificial turf. Yep. Riverfront. Um, Phillies had one. Yeah. The, uh, the Blue Jays had one for a long time. The Pirates. Yep. The only dirt was at home plate and the bases. Uh, at the bases. Not not the way the game is meant to no. be played. No. And is there any trend to change that, or? I, I actually think you see more more teams going to turf now. Yeah. Um, now the turf, in fairness, the turf is a lot better now. It really looks like grass. Even even the so-called dirt parts look like grass. Uh, <clears throat> this year, the Arizona Diamondbacks switched to turf. The Texas Rangers are going to turf next year. Um, so it, it's coming slowly. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a better better turf these days. <clears throat> I got to go down on the field. Um, I don't know how I ended up there, but Bank of America rented uh, Camden Yard for a day when the O's were having an away game on a road trip. And there's about 15 of us got to go down and play a little ball and take some pitches from a major league pitcher. Which, oh, neat. Um, when he throws you 10 in a row, uh -huh. 50 miles an hour down the middle, and you can make contact with each one, then you say to him, Throw me a real one. Uh-huh. And Don Buford's behind the cage laughing. And it was Mark Williamson. Me. Yeah. And he said, do you play? I said, yeah, I play. <laughs> In my dreams. <laughs> he throws me 80 miles an hour right at my head, which was a big slow curve <laughs> in the major leagues. Wow. And I hit the dirt, and Don Buford goes, strike. He goes, it was a big Charlie, he called it. <laughs> Three feet in, three feet down. It was coming at my head 30 miles an hour oh faster God. than the last one. Wow. Wow. You didn't ask for that again, did you? No, but the, the reason I mentioned it, the, the turf, they hadn't cut it. And it was had been three days, and this was so thick. The grass was long and thick. The ball, I don't think even a major league line drive gapper would have made it to the warning track. Right. That's how thick it was. That didn't make you feel very good then? No. No. <laughs> And my pop-ups, I said, well, I got all carry. <laughs> all righty. The other thing, this policeman who was just 
um, arrested or indicted or sentenced. In Baltimore? Crime, to, uh, the, the gun test. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He sergeant. was making more in salary than the mayor. Really? Wow. In overtime. He, wow. he was like 192000 Oh, my God. He was the second highest employee in the city. Anyway. Well, he's going to have an interesting time in jail. I think when yeah, police go to jail, I, it's like the ultimate karma. Not yeah. going to be a pleasant experience. No, it's not. No. And which is why also, you know, condemn that guy. Condemn his command for not holding him accountable. Don't mm-hmm. condemn everybody. Nope. Anyway. Trivia I have time. one. Nope, I have Did, one gripe. Oh, good. I just experienced it. I usually don't have them. I, I do the positive balance to the gripe. And we've talked about this before, Bob. When you're at a store and the people that park right by the front door. That's right. Because they're in such a hurry and their time is so much more valuable than everybody else who has to park. In a fire lane. Yes. Right. In the yes. street. It's really yes. the street. Yes, it is. Happened to me just before I came here. I ran a couple errands and at one of the stores parked right there and then an elderly couple who parked where they were supposed to had to go around them i would never advocate keying a vehicle but that (laughs) seems like it's about the only the only valid occasion you know what i i i must say i agree mr ms sling that's right we're going to intersperse matt's rap names throughout the show oh that's good as long as i don't have to actually rap that's Maddie, fantastic. Maddie Sledge. Slim Trouble Maddie S. Club. Okay. I like Maddie Sledge. I'll take anything with Slim attached to it. <laughs> here's one. Maddie M. Piles. I, why would you have something suggesting a... It sounds like a character from a fictional Yes. early, early decade story. Bob, you know, Bob Preparation H. <laughs> Mentioning Piles. You haven't done yours in a long time. Well, you haven't done okay, your rap we'll do. name. Okay, Master Maddie Murder Dog. Okay, <laughs> enough of this. I don't like that one. No, I love dogs. <clears throat> do you have dogs? I don't, actually. We had a, unfortunately, our dog was attacked by a, <gasps> yeah, not to put a damper on a beautiful Friday morning, our dog was attacked by a, a neighborhood dog <gasps> about a year ago. Minnie. Oh, my Minnie. gosh. Yeah. Little Minnie. I'm sorry. Cutest dog. Yeah, it's it was a tough one. You, oh you know, my you, gosh. you love your animals, and you, you really do. realize how much you, you miss them and love them when they're gone. Yep, so. and you really have to wait till you get another one till it's ready. Yeah, she was a rescue. We found her when we were living in Arizona. Oh, and so she's traveled with you. They, they were trying to trap. The rescue was trying to trap a pit bull. Okay. And the Shih Tzu Maltese mix came into the trap with the pit bull. And they think they had been together for weeks. Uh, so they named them Minnie and Vinny. Uh, Vinny moved in with some retired canine police dogs. Okay. And Minnie came with us. So she, uh, for the first four or five years of her life, and then a, a cross-country drive and a, a couple of years in Maryland. Wow. And she sounds like she was tough if she was hanging with a she, pit bull. She was. She loved big dogs. And uh-huh. I think that was... Uh, probably what led her to her ultimate demise oh. was the, the love of big dogs and she found one who wasn't real friendly well Minnie dog. had a had a good ride that she never could have contemplated exactly that, uh, back eight years earlier when she was uh, living off the, the lamb with Vinny yes. <laughs> oh. you guys ready for some trivia yes. yeah bring it on I'm bringing it on all right, guys. Wellington is the capital city of which 
Island nation. Wellington. Uh, New Zealand. Correct. I thought it was Auckland. I I'm glad you answered it because I didn't know that one. I thought it was Auckland. Google New it. Zealand is where they filmed Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. That's uh, those beautiful landscapes. All right. Any Harry Potter fans in the room? No. No. But on uh, <laughs> August 26th, or July 26th, rather, we're hosting, can't call it Harry Potter Night, it's Wizard Night yes. this year at the ballpark. I actually think the library's coming out. We are, night. and I will be there. I love I it. I am a huge wizard We've got Harry Potter fan. We've got scarves for people. We're gonna play Quidditch on the field. Nice. It's gonna be a <clears throat> it's gonna be a fun night. Who's gonna play Quidditch? Uh, we have some professional Quidditch players really? coming in. We've got some local Quidditch teams. We've got some Harry Potter costume characters that will be there. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun. My wife reads the book, so I should probably get into it. Yeah. Um, I should probably catch up on on HP before Wizard Night. She'll know the answer to this, All so right. we'll give everybody a pass. What is the seventh and final novel of the Harry Potter series? Uh, the Deadly Hallows. Very close. Um, the Something Hallows. Gallows. Deathly Hallows. Oh, you were super close. He was very close. Oh, okay. I have no clue how Are I knew Are you sure that. you haven't really read them? No. They're really awesome. The Sorcerer's Stone, is that mm -hmm. another one? Mm-hmm. That was the first one. Okay. <laughs> okay, regarding data storage... What does the acronym SSD stand for? Solid State Drive. Good job, Matt. Ooh, good one. Slim Maddie SD, <laughs> whatever right. it was. Tenacious Maddie S. There you go. Maddie Database with the, the <laughs> S as a dollar sign. We'll We're going to get you a big necklace. Give me a big chain. Yep. Uh -huh. Yep. All right, Brazil was once a colony of which European country? Portugal. Port Good job. One You're of my favorite favorite places to visit, actually. Portugal or uh, Brazil? Brazil. Brazil. I loved it. it was, Just uh, bring, right now you need to bring a bodyguard, unfortunately. You do. Yeah. You do. It's the only place I've traveled to and came home with uh, incredible food poisoning. But Really? Re and that didn't dampen it, so it must it, have been it awesome. It didn't dampen it because I didn't realize for about 10 days didn't hit me for about 10 days after we got home. Really? But then it, it lingered for about a month after that. Oh, great. Yeah, I wouldn't go to the Dominican Republic right now. No, with it's all amazing the what you're reading. Having. Yeah. A lot of couples from the Northeast, too, that are... Yeah. Have they determined what... Well, it's interesting. The, the autopsies were just released today, and they said the woman who died died from an enlarged heart or some kind of heart disease. And then the couple that died, they said they both had enlarged hearts, and they found, like, high blood pressure medication in the room and some other things. So they're, like, I think trying to wipe their hands that it has yeah. anything nefarious going on, but... Seems a little fishy. Suspect, Where yes. there's smoke, there's fire. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right, guys. Which famous singer appeared in the movie Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome? One of my favorites. Tina Turner. Correct. She's a rockin' lady. Even today in her like late 70s, early 80s. She still has, the, the, she still has legs like yes. Yes. Betty Grable, if I yes. can sound like an 80-year-old. <laughs> Bob's getting all hot and bothered here in the studio today. Betty Grable. <laughs> all right. What country has the largest land mass? 
What country has the largest land mass? R- R- so, yeah, Russia. Russia. With an R, Is yeah. Russia? Yep. Still, yep. wow. Yeah. What were you thinking it might be? Um, Canada or China, but... I thought about China. I thought about India, too, but mm. I guess it's Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Asia is just so wide, and it goes across whole the whole of Asia. All right. What is the largest living bird by wingspan? The largest living bird by wingspan. So if there's one thing on this earth I am deathly afraid of, it's birds. Really? And it doesn't matter how big or small... It's the wingspan that gets me, actually. So, oh, my but, gosh. But Ferris is fine? Ferris is fine. Ferris doesn't flap. Right. <laughs> he, he's attached to the ground. He's... Ferris is peaceful. Ferris yes. is my man. My, my little child loves yep. Ferris. Aw. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll guess Ferris, but that's probably not <laughs> the correct answer. Is, is it a bird of prey? Oh, I have no idea. Is, I don't know this bird. Uh, the albatross? It is an albatross. It's spe- a specific albatross. Uh, the white... Um, Starts with a W, but it's not white. Wing, um, winged albatross. <laughs> the wide-winged albatross. Yeah. <laughs> the wide body. scary to mad albatross. Yep. Um, I, albatross. A wandering albatross. I know that because re- I just reread Moby Dick, and it's mm. one of the most beautiful... Amazing novels I've ever read. Are you and done with it, or are you? Still... I'm done with it. I'm thinking of starting it over. The language is <coughs> really? so amazing. Gotta pick up a Harry Potter book, though. Yeah. I will. My my daughter tells me they're they're really phenomenal. And, they are. Know. They really are. But birds play into them a lot. Uh, yeah. So uh, I may have to watch it. Yeah. So um, joining an Orioles. Uh, minor league team with the name birds in it didn't bother you. <laughs> uh, we, we had endless, endless amount of jokes in our house about that. I uh, there's a couple things that I don't like. One of them is being overheated. Another is birds. And the first time I saw the job description for the Iron Birds, obviously birds stuck out. <laughs> and then there was a little HR line about working in warm conditions. <laughs> And my wife just seized on it. Uh, and the whole time we were going through the interview process with Cal and his team, she was reminding me, I'm going to be around birds and I'm going to be hot and sweaty. So, and she's like, and I'm going to have to put up with and it. And I'm going to have to put up with it. Oh, and you're going to have more rain. No, don't, don't. Let's not go there. I, I don't use any four-letter words, and that's one of them. <laughs> Hopefully this year will be better for that. It looks great for the next ten days or so. That's awesome. Or at least once we start playing. There you go. Cannot you go. wait for opening night. I'm just looking here. How many um, how many Major League Baseball teams are birds? There's only two. Not counting the Orioles. So Not counting three. the Orioles. So you've got the Blue Jays, yep. the Orioles. And this team's... Stadium, for some reason, can get to 115 degrees on a midday afternoon. It's right in the middle of the country. And the Cardinals. Yep. Very good. Good job. See, you could have done worse. Tell your wife. You could have selected worse. I could have done worse. (laughs) Could have gone to the Orioles. A real bird. That's right. That's right. There you go. Then you would have been... Well, we're glad you picked the Iron Birds. So am I. So am I. Very glad you picked the Iron Birds. It's been a fun two and a half years. All right, which tennis player has won the most men's Grand Slam titles? Serena Williams. And then uh, Steffi Graf. Men's. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, did I say women's? Federer? Yes. 
Roger Federer. I think they play today, don't they? I think they Federer do. Federer and Nadal? Yep, I think they do. But I, I just like to say, has Federer ever beaten Nadal? No. Oh, he's never beaten him in a major. In okay. A, yeah. I heard that on. Nadal uh, just has his number. Fan yesterday. Like, you guys are so sports. Like, you can, like, go from baseball to tennis and you know all the answers. I'm I watched a cornhole tournament on ESPN2 oh the other night. <laughs> Division two women's diving, uh, you know, the Patriot uh, Conference. <laughs> Bob has too much free time. Who won the cornhole contest? Um, some guys that didn't look like athletes. <laughs> Do they hold a beer in one hand or are they allowed to drink I don't know, but it? it's, I mean, it, it wasn't uncommon for them to hit, to swoosh four. Really? Like... Don't invite that guy to a barbecue. Yeah. No. If I do like one in a whole span of an evening, I think I'm awesome. <laughs> and they throw it like this. I'm showing. I'm doing like a underhand frisbee arc throw. Well, it's, yeah, it's like curling. I was going to say, as long yeah. as curling is an Olympic sport, I think all of our Olympic dreams are still alive. I agree. I agree. I did. I curled. Did it's it's one of the blast. most fun things yeah. I ever did in my life. Is it life. hard? Is it harder than it looks? Well, not once you get your balance. There, there was a curling club in Tempe, Arizona. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 118 degrees out, and you could go in and curl. It is. I did it in Vancouver. Um, you, there's this little thing, a little disc that slides on the ice, and you put one foot on it, and you sort of crouch down with like your Canadian other leg behind board. you. Yeah. It's a science, right? Like it's, it's, They're not just tossing it down there. No. no, there's a method, right? But I, I feel like anybody, 30, 40, 50, 60, could pick it up and find mm -hmm. out they're world class. Yeah. It, it might take a little bit of training and practice, but it's uh, it's not like you're trying bobsled for the first time. Well, and, and that's what a little gripe I have with all of my, my local friends is big lacrosse. Um, you know, part of the reason boxing, the quality of boxing, uh, went downhill since the heyday in the 70s mm -hmm. and because a lot of the best athletes started playing football and um, athletes that would be great boxers. Uh -huh. Telling all these lacrosse people here, listen, if the kids who were playing football and basketball and baseball were on the lacrosse team, none of your little <laughs> Hunter and Connor would have a shot. <laughs> That's right. Just slow the game down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's pretty funny. I like the throwing down of the names. Funny but true. Oh, Blake is uh, is on the is on the taxi squad. Oh my gosh, I'm that's gonna, a good one. I'm gonna hear it from somebody. Yes, you are. Probably from several somebody. All right, I'm gonna take this in a totally different direction. Come as you are. The song by the grunge band Nirvana was released on which album? This. Not in utero. No. In utero. No. Then the other one, Nirvana. Never uh, mind. Oh, you, you're pulling the question? No. That's the <laughs> <laughs> But a big. Okay, we're on fire today, guys. We'll be here till noon. <laughs> Matt, you don't have any big plans today, do you? No. We no, just flew in from Aberdeen, and boy, are our five foot wings tired. <laughs> we're wandering albatross arms. All right, last one for today. Who directed the romantic comedy fantasy adventure film The Princess Bride? One of my all-time favorite movies. Rob Reiner. Correct. That's, that's good. 
one of my all-time favorite movies. He also directed the movie with one of the best lines. What movie? When what Harry line? Met Sally. Yes. And it's his mother that utters the line. Really? I'll have what she's having? Yes. That's Rob. <laughs> that's Carl Reiner's wife. I life, didn't know that. Rob Reiner's mother. That's another great movie. All right, guys. <laughs> Good job. All right. Got off topic. I we love survived. it when we do that. We did. We did. Are we going to take a little break, or are you going to do some well, I have, news? I just have one or two um, other things. What time? Oh, no. We better. Just one thing. Um, oh, no. We can ask Matt that. All right. Bring it on. Okay. We'll <laughs> ask Matt that uh, during uh, the interview. Okay. So we'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Matt Slatus. Slatus. You sound like Cindy. I know. I jinxed I it. I know. General Manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. A Universe of Stories is the 2019 theme of the Harford County Public Library Summer Reading Challenge for children and teens that runs from June 17th through August 31st. While supplies last, each registered participant gets an awesome tote bag and a coupon sheet filled with great offers from Harford County businesses. Children from birth through pre-K are asked to read or listen to 25 books. Those entering kindergarten through fifth grade are asked to read 10 books. Middle and high school students are asked to read three books. After turning in their log of books read, participants will receive a completion gift while supplies last, a certificate, and a voucher for a free ticket to an Aberdeen Ironbirds game, redeemable on July 9th or 26th or August 4th or 30th. The public elementary, middle, and high schools with the highest percentage of summer reading challenge completers will win a trophy. More information can be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library locations. Summer reading challenge sponsors include the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Bel Air Friends of Harford County Public Library, Klein's ShopRite, Rosedale Federal Savings and Loan, Harford Day School, Harco Credit Union, Maryland 529, Aberdeen Rotary Club, Wegmans, APG Federal Credit Union, the John Carroll School, M&T Bank, Berardino Family Trust, Darlington Friends of HCPL, and Huther McClelland Foundation. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hereford Edge. We're so delighted today to have Matt Slatus, General Manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, in the studio with us. Since 2016, Matt has been the General Manager of Ripken Professional Baseball, the Aberdeen Ironbirds, easy for me to say. In addition to his duties as the Ironbirds GM, Slatus oversees the business operations of Ripken Baseball, corporate food and beverage services, facilities and groundskeeping, as well as specials event. special events. Gosh, why am oh, I you, having a hard time this morning? You were, a, singular, uh, a singular event might be, I think the, might I, be acceptable. I think the, the, uh, the Slatus thing might have thrown you off. We should not have had that conversation. So now I'm just going to say he is a native of Livingston, New Jersey, and holds a bachelor's degree of science in sports management from New York University and a master's degree in sports administration from Ohio University. Matt began his career in professional sports in 2003 as a minor league clubhouse manager with the Texas Rangers. Since, he has worked in the area of corporate partnerships with Major League Baseball's Office of the Commissioner, Mandalay Sports Entertainment, Madison Square Garden, and Goodyear Ballpark, spring training home to the Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Indians. He also served as director of ticket sales for the Brooklyn Cyclones, leading one of the top-selling ticket sales staffs in minor league baseball. 
prior to his move to Maryland, he was the Director of Marketing and Partnerships for Camelback Spring Training in Glendale, Arizona, the company jointly owned by and responsible for managing spring training business operations for the Chicago White Sox and the L.A. Dodgers. He serves as an adjunct faculty member at both Towson University and Newman University, where he teaches courses in revenue management and sports marketing. Matt resides in Baldwin, Maryland with his wife, Carrie, a professor of English literature at Towson University and son, Jonah. Welcome, Matt, and thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having me. Of I'm course. Uh, the, the bio is incomplete, Matt. What am I missing? <laughs> uh, from 2033 to 2051, <laughs> Matt served as the commissioner of Major League Baseball. <laughs> That's Woo-hoo! fine. That, that sounds more like an obituary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Then he retired to, uh, let's see. Let's go to Napa. Uh, Napa? Is that where you would retire? Uh, yeah, I would go to Napa. I was, I was thinking of a place that was uh, like 120 degrees with migratory <laughs> birds. birds. <laughs> yeah. I'd go to Napa with probably a little place in Southern California. But I, since I work in minor league baseball, I'll probably end up in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be happy to have you. <laughs> Sir, you'll be uh, not out in Napa, but we'll be happy to have you. Well, we're gonna no more rain is what the yes uh, uh, the plan is this this baseball season. Um, so Matt, uh, obviously, uh, and that's why I always make the major league uh, baseball commissioner comment. Very accomplished, also a very accomplished athlete, uh, being a a, a, a world ranked uh, figure pairs figure skater with uh, my little sister. Your little sister. Are you kidding me? No. Are I, you guys making this up? No, we couldn't make this up. Oh my gosh! 1998, my sister Abby and I were um, ranked sixth in the United States. That's awesome. Yeah. Gosh, I so, love figure skating. <clears throat> yeah, I, I spent some time in an ice show in Puerto Rico. I gosh, dressed as Santa Claus for three performances a day. Um, I coached uh, coach skating in Prospect Park in Brooklyn for a little while. I've uh, I, I've had an interesting life. Yeah, well, to you say have. The least. It's been a lot and, of fun. And the great thing about competitive figure skating is there's not much training needed. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I, I write a letter um, every week when we uh, when we start baseball season. We give out a free game program to every man, woman, and child that comes through the gates um, at Lighthouse Field. So I, I got my headshot in that program, and it's it's always cool to see yourself in print. But I, when I worked for the New York Mets and the Brooklyn Cyclones, in their media guide, they actually let in slip a photo of um, Will Ferrell from Blades of Glory. So everybody else had a, a real headshot in the media guide, and they, you know this was available for sale at City Field, at MCU Park, and I had... Chaz Michael Michael from oh, Blades Oh my gosh. That is another one of my favorite movies. Didn't even know about it until I picked up a copy. Oh my gosh. Well, that means they liked you a lot if they were ribbing you like that. They liked me. I didn't like them so much. I, I only lasted a year. Well, after the picture, I don't blame exactly. you. Well, the Metro organization has been abusing me for oh. about 50 years. Oh. 30, 36 for me. Well, 50 years. Uh, coming up in... in um, in October is 50 years since the Mets yeah. beat the Orioles, the Knicks beat the Baltimore <laughs> Bullets, and the Colts lost to the Jets. We'll continue. Just say it. <laughs> a rough year in Maryland. So my friends who are also Baltimore Oriole, Colt, and Bullets fans are going to be doubly on me now. 
So, Matt, first of all, thank you for coming to town. Thank you for what you've done to really uh, rejuvenate uh, and just make the Iron Birds to redouble what they mean to this, to our community, to our economy, to our cultural life, and everything. Um, uh, you got a call from some guy who played baseball and is from around here, right? You yeah, were minding your own business in Arizona. My own business out in Arizona. I was very lucky to connect um, through some mutual friends with Cal Ripken, uh, who's been a, an incredible guy to work for and work with uh, over the last 30 months or so. And, you know, little did I know, I had no plans to leave. Three weeks later, we'd be selling our house and, and moving back across the country. But and my wife is from Connecticut. As oh. Leslie mentioned, I grew up in Jersey. So we're, we're East Coasters at mm -hmm. heart. And it's always nice. I tell people all the time, you want to be close to home, but you don't want to be too close to home. Mm -hmm. um, so it is, it's been a thrill being back on the East Coast and, and seeing family and having a child out here. Mm -hmm. and, um, heck, my mom actually lives in my basement right now. So it, it's nice having those folks around. I met Mrs. Slatoose. Uh-huh. That's right. Stop it. <laughs> That's right. Lovely lady. She is lovely. I met her uh, once as well oh, look at, at an event at the library. That's right. And she is a she is a talker. She uh, loves her son. She does, and she really loves her grandson. Oh, I can imagine. I am, you had uh, just had the baby. I think he was a tiny baby. I am chopped liver now that oh, Jonah, okay. now that Jonah's around. <laughs> Fine. Which you don't mind. You don't mean chopped liver when you were and your wife can easily go out. It, exactly. Right. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> Date she, night. She, she moves out on uh, September one, and it, it will be a. It will be a sad day in the Slatus house. Uh, is she moving local? No, she's moving back to New York City. Oh. So she is uh, she is officially retired and will be on uh, 10th Street, um, enjoying life in the city. Nice. Yeah. And the best thing apart about that is Jonah will get to drink in New yep, York City on a will. regular basis. Jo Jonah will get to drink in New York City, and he's got uh, his first uh, new cousin coming just a few weeks after that. My my little sister, my skating partner, is going to welcome a, a baby boy, uh, and she's going to live about four blocks from my mom. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. That's perfect. Not for you guys, but for your sister. Exactly. <laughs> so we have so much to talk about. Um, uh, opening night is actually a week from today. But to start with, I, I've heard you say uh, mention it before, and it really just is a, a, a beautiful concept. You, you really characterize the mission of a minor league baseball team of the Ironbirds along three lines. Yeah, for sure. So, I, you know, what we believe at the ballpark and what I believe personally is that a, a minor league baseball team is really supposed to do three things. Um, first, it has to sell a lot of tickets to family. It's got to be innovative. It's got to provide affordable family entertainment and fun and a safe environment um, to bring a significant number of families out to the park. Secondly, Bob, it, it has to help local small business grow. Um, you know, brands like Anheuser-Busch, brands like Budweiser, they're not going to rely on a minor league team like, say, Saxon's Jewelry might. Mm -hmm. We need to help small business partners grow. Uh, and then finally, and most importantly, a minor league ballpark, a minor league ball club needs to be the most active and engaged civic partner in the community. You know, much like the library, um, I look at the Ironbirds as a pillar of the community who we can't expect the community to invest in us continuously if we're not constantly investing back in them. So in 2016, I think the Ironbirds gave about fifteen to $17,000 back to the community. 
Um, 2017, my first year there, we got that number up to $186,000. Wow, in one year. In, in one year. Um, and in 2019, we're on pace to surpass $300,000. Um, it's not all cash. A lot of it's in kind. A lot of but it's donations. it's so important. Um, it is. And, you know, we now require, since my boss, since Cal played 2,632 consecutive games, which is just an unbelievable streak it's, it's, that I, I don't think will ever be broken. You, you just can't get your head around no, it. No, it's, it's tough. We now require, though, that our staff all do 26.32 hours of community service in Hartford County every year. So oh, wow. collectively, it's about 500 hours, um, and they can do it wherever they like. They can do something that's important to them. So if it's the Humane Society, if it's reading books at the library, yeah, yeah. Um, if it's Shar Hope, do whatever you'd like, and we'll pay you for it. Um, it, it. We just want to be active and engaged and visible in the community. Um, I'm looking for the list, and I'm going to find it. I'm, it it's it's a year old, and I'm sure it's even, uh, and it's worth going over um, because I can't think of uh, of an institution that has this um, this involvement and makes this much of an impact. Not raising just raising direct dollars but raising indirect dollars and in-kind support for these uh, charities. And the worth of the PR and the awareness generation and um, uh, just getting the word out, is uh, it's worth seven figures to these organizations. Mm -hmm. I know speaking for two of them that I'm very involved in that have been greatly helped by the Ironbirds. It really, it's, it is a home run. Uh, all around and it's not easy and it's a lot of work and we know that and thanks to um, Ripkins and Tufton and Ironbirds and you and your team Matt. Absolutely. I know just what you do with the library is amazing and you do that with a big list of other community um, organizations. So It truly is our pleasure. Well it's often you know it's like the duck paddling people People don't realize how much work is being done to make it look easy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really, it's, it speaks to your management skills uh, and being able to execute your vision and Cal's vision on that, Matt. So thanks again to everybody. Yeah. Let's start with opening night. One week from today, it's hard to believe. You know, we play a short season schedule, and it feels like eight, ten weeks ago I was watching all my full season counterparts kind of laughing at them. Um, they're dealing with snow and cold weather and getting ready to start baseball season. And thankfully, our start is finally here. Yeah. So next Friday at this time, I'm probably going to be putting 30,000 steps onto my Apple Watch. Oh, my gosh. Getting the ballpark ready. It's, it's already in the process of being cleaned and, and ready to open to fans. Um, the facility actually opens on Sunday. We're hosting the Ravens offense versus defense softball game. Uh, but next Friday night... Ironbirds opening night will host the Hudson Valley Renegades, the the affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays, and for the earliest, at the earliest time in the last five years, Ironbirds opening night, I'm, I'm thrilled to announce, is actually completely sold out. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. There, there are no tickets left, and, and believe it or not, we've got less than 500 seats available for Saturday night, our second game of the season, before we send the club on the road for a few days. Wow. I... I, I got my way in there and procured my ticket. I will be there. I am out of town, but I will be thinking of you. Watching in spirit. I was going to say, I'll be watching in spirit or listening in you spirit. You can listen on WAMD. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yeah, we're, we're very excited. Not only is it opening night, it's Military Appreciation Night. Mm -hmm. um, courtesy of our, our great partners at Lidos, APG has received over a thousand tickets to get most of their active duty, a lot of the veterans, um, a lot of the retired folks out to the ballpark. Uh, we'll have a, a group of Gold Star families there. We'll have okay. a, a suite the Ironbirds are donating to um, TAPS families from the Tragedy Assistance Program, Vietnam veterans. Uh, the Army's been fantastic to work with. General Taylor at APG and his crew are coming out with different trucks and tanks and vehicles. We had we had a walkthrough with them earlier this week. It's you know anytime you can connect baseball to the military it also happens to be the army's birthday that day really it, you've got a pretty special set of circumstances and i was thrilled that all the stars aligned and um as long as the weather holds up mm -hmm. which it looks like it will i'm constantly checking that 10-day forecast uh it's gonna be a wonderful night at the ballpark just hopefully you've got your tickets already 244th birthday of the armory wow that's right i know that because we we're interviewing general taylor oh that's next right next week how That's big a cake right. do you think you get for two forty-four? Um, a big one with lots of flavors. Um, Astrodome sized. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so so folks, uh, it's sold out Friday night, but folks can go on to um, what's the best website? MLB.com. It's, it's actually IronbirdsBaseball.com. Okay. Very easy to remember. www.ironbirdsbaseball.com. You can get your tickets for Saturday night. Uh, both Cal and Bill will be out at the ballpark on Saturday the 15th. Uh, it's Youth Sports Night we'll be celebrating. I think there's about 500 youth kids from Hartford County, Baltimore County, coming up with their Little League teams, their softball teams. There may be Bob, a lacrosse club or two. Um, I'm sure we'll see a, a Colton and a Blake and a Connor. I better wear my catcher's um, mask and chest, chest protector. Just in case. But uh, and we love all sports. Um as I love lacrosse. They will be at the ballpark that night, and, you know, again, less than 500 tickets left. I, I think that for the first time in a long time, the first two Ironbirds games of the season will be completely sold out. That's fantastic. And it's Ferris's birthday. It is Ferris's birthday. Because Tails Jr. is going to be there for a birthday parade well, in the well, we can't wait to have Tails, and Ferris and Tails will be joined by... Um, a plethora of yeah. different mascots. I think the Wilmington Blue Rocks are sending down Rocky, oh, nice. um, some of the other local teams, some of the minor league clubs across Maryland. I believe the, the UMBC Retriever will be out, the, the Hopkins Bird. We, they just keep sending me birds. Um, <laughs> Another bird. We'll all be out but you'll have tails part. to protect you. Tails will keep me safe. So if you see a grown man hiding behind tails... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a great weekend, though, and a great way to kick off 2019 at Lighthouse Field at Ripken Stadium. Uh, give us a phone number, folks, just where they're in the car, they pull over, and they just want to make sure, rather than wait until they get in front of a computer, they want to uh, get in for next Saturday night. Who, what do they call? Sure, and you bring up a good point, Bob. I know a lot of people don't like to pay those online ticketing fees. I don't think a lot of people realize that the team doesn't get those fees. But if you call us on the phone, there are no fees. If you call us over the phone or if you visit the box office, again, no fees. And that number is 410-297-9292. 410-297-9292. And if they come out to the park, they could pay with credit card. They could pay by check. Cash or credit card. Cash or credit card. Cash or credit Fantastic. card. Um, 
<clears throat> and we will help you out right there on the spot, and you'll walk away with your tickets. Fantastic. Uh, 410-297-9292, ironbirdsbaseball.com. Uh, you have another promotion or two coming up in 019? A promotion or two. We've got a promotion or 22. Um, you know, minor league baseball is all about fun. It's, it's a level of fun that you can't have in the major leagues. Um, one of my favorites is on uh, July 13th this year. I'm, I'm tapping into my pass. We will have professional figure skaters outdoors <gasps> at the ballpark. They will be skating on top of both dugouts. And it's our first ever Winter Wonderland night. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw snowball fights in the kids' zone, skating on the dugout, maybe a little bit of a hockey display. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be neat. Curling? That is a good one. I I think we could probably figure out how to curl. Well, I'll be one of the curlers. Shows my talents and yours as well. Because to your point, you never know. Someone who stinks at everything could be a good curler. That's me. Claim to fame, Bob. What uh, you know? What's neat about the ballpark is that every single Friday night, um, <clears throat> we've got what people tell me are Hartford County's best fireworks. It's true. Every Friday night plus July third. Every Saturday, families can play catch on the field before the game. The same field that you know your future Orioles play on. Uh, and every Sunday, Ironbirds pastime, kids can run the bases after the game. So there's something for everybody. We have happy hour at the ballpark every day from when the gates open until 15 minutes before first pitch. I I truly believe that cost should never be a reason people don't come out to the ballpark. We've got a $5 ticket every game. And if you come in for happy hour, hot dogs are $2. Uh, Believe it or not, a beer is 4 bucks. Uh, Popcorn, pretzels, everything under $4. We want families to be able to come out and not break the bank. Parking is always free at Lados mm-hmm. Field. Plenty of it, too. Yeah. Star Wars Night, Wizard Night, where we celebrate Harry Potter. Um, the library will be with us on Wizard Night, July 26th. Star Wars Night is August 9th. Um, a fan favorite, August 9th, Star Wars Night, which we just mentioned. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun this summer. There's a lot of great stuff planned. And mentioning the hot dogs... Um, <laughs> Excellent, I'm glad that's what you excellent, focused on. excellent. We have a new, um, the also you have the, the pies is great. Uh, I'm not, I must admit that, um, the beers out there are excellent and cold, and the taps are cold and clean. And the bottle beer and new barbecue coming up, and now we have. We've got the two, sweet. We've got two new food concepts. Remember, those beers won't keep you hydrated, but drink a lot of water. <laughs> the new barbecue concept, Hot Corner Barbecue, we moved into the, the third base side. We invested a lot of money this year in a 10,000-pound smoker. Oh, uh, wow. And we are smoking, house-smoked every day, um, baby back ribs, pulled pork, sliced brisket. We've got a buffalo-smoked chicken. And my favorite... Just like you see at the Renaissance fairs is the turkey leg the size of your head. Um, I've done that. Oh, they're, they're dynamite. They're delicious. And we sell uh, barbecue sandwiches as well as plates and sides. Um, and we have a new dessert concept called Sweet. So you can now get um, your favorite soft serves served in an Ironbird's helmet, um, served over a funnel cake or a brownie. Oh, my goodness. All different kinds of Sundays. We are house baking cookies and hand dipping uh, 
custom-built ice cream sandwiches. Wow. Funnel cake fries, soda floats. Uh, we've really worked hard over the last couple of years to amplify the food and beverage <coughs> offerings at the ballpark and new upstairs on our club level. Last year we rebuilt our, our club level buffet. It really is the best networking place in Hartford County. Um, but this year we've added a, a carving station every single night. Uh, Chef Derek and his staff will be out there tossing pastas, carving meats, building tacos. Uh, it's going to be, it, it really, I'm, I'm sitting here and my mouth is watering at, at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and everything's fresh and everything's local, and I think fans will really enjoy it. Can you get a baseball bat full of beer? <laughs> that is is actually new to this, this year's menu. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you know that? I, so, I was up there for another reason, and I saw the, right. the prototype, and I was like, so wow. We are serving um, basically in a yardstick. Uh, oh, my gosh. An Iron Birds branded baseball bat. You can fill it with craft beer, domestic beer, uh, frozen slushy cocktails. Okay, I'm in for that. And our younger fans can fill it with soda or lemonade. It's it's going to be all the rave this summer. Which, if you've ever been to Colorado Springs, great little uh, uh, tavern called the uh, the uh, the Bee, the the Crazy Bee. I forget now, but they have yards of beer. I'm a fan of the, the restaurants that will give you your own mini tap at the table. Okay. <laughs> so ba- baseball would become a gold mine if we could figure out how to set up a tap at each seat. Yes. That's Char- true. Yes. Charge you by the ounce. That's true. Yes. Um, and tell us about some, um, don't we have some new names? Are we still are we doing uh, the, the renaming of the team once or twice? We are. And I, I heard a lot from our fans last year that we went a little over the top. We played games as... The Steam Crabs, the Star Spangled Banners, the um, Anglers. So this year we, we've toned it down a little bit, but we, we have two that I'm really excited about. So 36 times we'll play as our Ironbirds, but on Friday night, July 19th, another game with just a couple hundred tickets left, we're going to rebrand the club as the Aberdeen Steam Crabs. We've been the Steam Crabs the last two years. But this year we have completely different uniforms, completely different caps. We've got a new mascot who's joining us, Calvin the Crab. Wow. So Calvin will be out. Um, it, it's going to be neat. It's, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we have concession items that if you can top it with crab, we will that night. Uh, um, funnel cakes? Nah. Eh, we'll pass on that okay. one. <laughs> what we haven't announced yet, we'll probably announce next week, but I'll, I'll share with the listeners today. We will actually be hosting that night the Connecticut Lobster Rolls. Oh, my gosh. So we will have a seafood showdown at Lido's Field. And if the Ironbirds win that game, the GM of the Connecticut Tigers has to send me a case of lobsters. If the Ironbirds lose, which I can't imagine they will, I have to bring up a bushel of Maryland steam crabs to Norwich, Connecticut. Oh, you got to drive them up yourself? I, I have to drive them up, and he has to drive them down. Oh, my gosh. Um, so we've got a fun little wager going that our fans can follow um, probably starting next week on social media. And then on August 3rd, this is pretty unique. Um, we're actually going to honor the entire Ripken family and change the name of the team to the Aberdeen Legacy. Because okay. when you step back and think about it, that's really what they are. Um, they're the legacy of their hometown. And not only do we want to honor Cal and Bill, who receive accolades all the time, 
to have Vi and Ellie out at the ballpark mm-hmm. and really celebrate the leave behind that is Lighthouse Field at Ripken Stadium as well as the Ripken Experience complex. Mm-hmm. Um, the leave behind is millions of kids playing the game throughout America, throughout the world, and the economic <clears throat> impact that baseball has had and continues to have and will continue to have on Harford County. Huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely huge. And, and for that night, we've we've created a signature cap and uniform. Uh, the uniform pays homage to Cal Sr. It's got the faces of Cal Sr., Bill, and obviously Cal Jr. on a sleeve. Their numbers, 3, 7, and 8 on the other sleeve. Um, and the cap itself, this is one of the cooler caps I've seen in all my years in professional baseball. Uh, it's a white cap with an orange back. It's got a white all right, I'm sorry, it's got a, a white front, a black back, and an orange brim. And it actually has a, a silhouette of one of Cal's many signature batting stances on the front and the numbers 2632 embroidered on the side. So it, it's going to be wow. uh, a really unique night, and I think it's going to be kind of the launch of our celebration next year when we recognize Cal's 25th year since breaking the streak, since breaking Lou Gehrig's record. Um, next summer is going to be all about that, so we're excited. And so it gets lost in a shuffle a lot, and I might say that some people like to traffic in the misconceptions for their own agendas, but um, there's really uh, no way to put into words what the Ripping family have done for this county, not for themselves, but for this county, for their hometown, and continue to do so and the impact um, economically, employment-wise, as far as the county's standing and the county's brand and image, certainly are um, nonprofits to the tune of millions and millions of dollars, uh, pride, etc. And that should never be overlooked because it's, it's a huge impact. It makes a difference every day. It truly does. <clears throat> Ironbirdsbaseball.com or 410-297-9292. Youth Sports Night with Cal and Bill. What's that? It's coming up on Saturday. Again, we've got less than 500 tickets left. Hopefully by the end of this interview, it's 400 tickets. Mm -hmm. And we've got, again, about 500 kids that will be down on the field meeting Cal and Bill, taking photos with them. I know Jarrettsville Little League will be out that night. I know there's teams from Forest Hill, from Bel Air, of course, from Aberdeen. Uh, and then teams coming in from as far as Delaware and Washington, D.C. to spend the pregame with those guys. Um, Cal and Bill will talk to them a little bit about hard work, work ethic, what it takes to, to be a great athlete, to be a great person. Uh, and then they'll stay and enjoy the game. I think you'll see Cal and Bill both throw out first pitches that evening. Um, and then we'll celebrate all that's great about youth sports. You know, we, mm-hmm. we joke about some sports on this show today, but the reality is we need kids exercising. We need kids being active. Yep. Um, that's one of the reasons we have the Ripken experience is to get kids out and play and play ball. And it doesn't matter what sport you're playing, get out and be active, and we'll, we'll celebrate that that evening. Um, tell us about um, hometown heroes. So we're very fortunate to work with, Jack Gumbert and the great folks at Lighthouse, Roger Crone, Chris Green, um, and another organization, much like the library, much like the Ironbirds, that does incredible work in the community is Lighthouse. Last year, they sent 
10,000 Terra packs up into Hartford <coughs> County to support the opioid crisis. You know, these are, are packages that you drop your expired prescription drugs in, shake them up with water, and then you can basically flush them down the toilet or drop them down your sink. They're doing so much in this community to help eradicate opioid addiction. It's incredible. Um, but we work with them at the ballpark to honor and recognize members of the APG community. Every game during the fourth inning, APG selects for us a service member. Um, it could be a, a civilian PhD. It could be a base police officer. It could be someone on the cleaning crew who has done something incredible. And we recognize them and their family at the ballpark in the middle of the game. Lighthouse helps that family enjoy the game that evening. Um, it's a it's one of those tearjerker moments uh -huh. at the ballpark, and it, it's one of those things that helps continue to bring the community together. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Uh, let's highlight some of the other community partnerships um, we have with, uh, like the library and yeah, Arc and Sark. Sure. And every year at the ballpark, we we pick three different community partners to highlight. Now, we're working with hundreds upon hundreds of community organizations, but <clears throat> this year in the throughout the stadium, we're going to work with three uh, specifically. SARC, which works to fight and support um, sexual assault. Uh, the ARC, we actually employ a, a fair number of ARC clients who help us with ballpark maintenance, they work in our concession stands, there, there's some, the smiling faces you'll see at the stadium, mm -hmm. uh, and then the Miracle League this year. So Hartford County has helped support the Miracle League. The Ironbirds last year were able to write a check to Tom Walls and the Miracle League for about $8,500, and uh, Cal's Foundation, the, the Ripken Family Foundation, the Cal Senior Foundation will be helping to close the gap and actually get the first... Um, special needs field built in Harford County, hopefully before the end of the year. Awesome. So we will be working with those three partners. They all have signage in the ballpark. They all have advertising that they receive free of charge and a, a great presence in the facility. And throughout the summer, everybody from the ALS Association to the Upper Chesapeake Foundation. Uh, Upper Chesapeake this year has really stepped up and taken a a large position in the ballpark. We're actually rebranding our kid zone to the University of Maryland Upper Chesapeake Health Kid Zone oh, nice. to help support pediatrics there. Very um, nice. You'll see a, a significant presence for the hospital at the at the facility, and it's just one of those um, natural associations mm -hmm. of good community partners and brands coming together. Um, you know, not all of our our partnerships tie in directly to the community, but for the first time in, I think, 16 years, we're actually serving Coca-Cola products at the ballpark oh, wow. this year. Yay. So the, yay. The ballpark has gone through a, a pretty big transition to uh, Coke Zero and Coca-Cola and Mug Root Beer, so it's, uh, there are some new things out there that people will enjoy this year. And uh, let's talk about um, the team. Uh, any chance we might see... Um, um, Andy uh, Rushman, the the, the all-around. So you're What's, saying there's a chance. Are you saying there's a chance? What was that? That was from Dumb and Dumber. I, it was a million to one. So you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. Uh, a lot needs to happen before Adley would come to Aberdeen. The first, first and foremost, he's got to sign his contract. Uh -huh. um, 
for folks, he is the number one pick of the Orioles, also the number one pick of the whole draft, right. thanks to the, the Orioles' extreme performance last year. Deficient season. <laughs> yes. Now, right. I, I will tell you, there are 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and this was the first time in 30 years that the Orioles had the first pick in the draft. So logic would tell you the draft is actually working, that once every 30 years yeah. you oh, earn that true. first pick. Um, now, you're also supposed to win, by that logic, a World Series every 30 years, and we all know it's been 36, but once every 30. So, yeah, he is supposed to be a, a generational player, once-in-a-generation guy. He's a catcher out of Oregon State. So for him to end up in Aberdeen, again, a lot needs to happen. He needs to sign a contract. The Orioles need to say, hey, we're going to put him in Aberdeen to start his career. I have no idea. You know, the misconception about the general manager's title is that I have something to do with the team on the field. And really, I, I run a business. Uh-huh. Um, so Mike Elias and his team put together the Ironbirds roster and send them to us. Our job is to provide them housing, travel, uniforms, uh-huh. a place to play. Um, but it's not far-fetched to think he may end up in Aberdeen for a couple weeks. Manny Machado played here for a couple weeks uh-huh. after being drafted. He is a little bit advanced as a college player, so we'll see. Uh, but you can pretty much rest assured knowing he's going to play in Aberdeen, Delmarva, or Frederick at some point this summer, and I think fans will, will love seeing this kid. Right, right. Yeah, we, Dil- yeah, we have a number of, uh, well, Dylan Bundy. Um... Yeah, the Ironbirds have seen Dylan Bundy, John Scope. Um, you know, not all these guys are still in the organization, but Zach Britton. Um, yeah, did, Zach Machado. came down for a little uh, for a few games last year. Zach actually he? started opening night for us as a as a on a rehab assignment because we're so close to Oriole Park, and I, I think a lot of a lot of folks will tell you we've got one of the better facilities in the organization. We tend to see a lot of that rehab, so fans never know when they come out to Lighthouse Field. Are they going to see the Ironbirds, or are they going to see um, you know the next uh, or the the present Manny Machado, the present Chris Davis at the ballpark that night? Fantastic. You know, there's actually three number one all-around draft picks that never played in the majors. Some might say that's a small number. Right. Three for the Orioles? Or no, three? three overall in baseball history. Huh. Number one all-around, number one pick in the whole draft that never played in the majors. How does that happen? They got injured or? They just injured or Flamed they didn't develop or couldn't hit a curve or. <laughs> you, you watch the, you watch the NBA drafts. You watch you know? the NFL drafts, and those players are expected to make an impact the next day. Right. In baseball, it, it's a lot more subjective, and it, it's a lot more of a, a long play. So just because you're drafted number one, you still may not play in the major leagues for three or four years. And you may end up a superstar, or you may end up um, an average player, or you may be a guy that just gets a cup of coffee and they say, Sayonara. It's it's really interesting. There's a there's a lot higher probability of the draft guys swinging and missing in baseball than in any other sport. The Mets drafted Steve Chilcott in 1968. Okay. Uh, the second team drafted Reggie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There, an now art- it's all coming together for me. <laughs> I just read an article yesterday on ESPN that there were 24 guys selected before Mike Trout who may very well go down as the greatest player in history. Yep. Um, I believe the Orioles drafted a guy who didn't play in the big leagues. So you are, are drafting from a much larger pool. You're drafting from a pool that includes Puerto Rico, that includes okay. high school players, college players. Now Asian players are... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, those, those guys aren't yet subjective, subjected to the draft, but they, they probably will be at some point. Oh, they're not? Okay. No, so international players are, they go through a signing process, a bonus process, um, separate and independent of the draft, but the, uh, the draft are high school and college players from the, the 50 states in Puerto Rico, as well as Canada. And the Portland Trailblazers drafted Sam Bowie in 1982. Okay. Chicago Bulls, the second pick, drafted Michael Jordan. Oh my gosh! And Sam Bowie, Bowie was a good player. He was, but he had he had a, he was damaged goods. He had a bad foot, and okay. he didn't get much time. But you know who else the Portland Trailblazers drafted? They drafted Pat Connaughton, the basketball baseball player out of Notre Dame, who actually pitched for the Ironbirds. He was drafted by the Orioles and the Trailblazers, and has ended up now at this point having a seven or eight year NBA career he's playing for the Bucks right now um, but he played in Aberdeen and he lived with uh, Dave Lynch as his host dad oh my when goodness. he was in town oh really yeah and Dave Lynch also had Mike Yastrzemski live with him and Mike Yastrzemski just broke into the big leagues obviously the son of Carl um, but he he played at Oriole Park last week for the San Francisco Giants I know Dave was down there for it and um, the final one on that is the Mets traded uh, um, Nolan Ryan to the Angels for Jim Fergosi in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> he only had 23 years left in him, uh, Nolan Ryan. <laughs> about te- our Texas roots, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I sat next to him at a restaurant when I was in college. Very, he very was good such guy. a nice guy. Oh my my father took me to his uh, one of his first games in 1967. Mm-hmm. It was the, the Nolan Ryan Express, they called his pitch. Because at the, mo- at the movies a few years earlier with Frank Sinatra was the Von Ryan Express, which is a pretty good war movie, but he was the Nolan Ryan Express, '67. And then I, his last game that he pitched in, as far as I could tell, I went with my dad oh in '93 to Camden Yards, Rangers against the, um, the Orioles, Nolan Ryan. Wow. And he strained a rib muscle and that was it. Taken out of the game, but I, I saw. Him pitched 26 okay. years apart. Wow. Unbelievable. <clears throat> All righty. Uh, Ironbirdsbaseball.com and call uh, 410-297-9292. Uh, again, if you call up or you go up to the, um, the box office, uh, uh, you don't have to pay the fee for online ticketing. Certainly online ticketing uh, is convenient and the fee is nominal. Uh, but just go check it out. Go to the website now. Check it out. Uh, the, check out the ticket packages too, because again, you don't have to buy 38, 39 games. You can. There's five game packages. There's. We're gonna do. Uh, you, you're doing the business package again. We're doing our business package to get. Um, Tell the folks about that. The, so our, this is amazing. Yeah. So our, our local business partners can enjoy five games on the air conditioned club level, inclusive of food and beverage. Uh, they get a first pitch. They actually get to pick a client to throw out a first pitch at a game one night this summer. They get a gift every single time they come out to the ballpark, and it's an incredibly nominal cost for five nights of entertainment. You know, I tell people that taking a client to a game, taking a partner to a game is kind of like golfing without the need for mulligans. (laughs) No one's embarrassed. You just Mm -hmm. have a great time at the ballpark. It's a great way to socialize. And we take that five-game concept and apply it to families downstairs. So we have a five-game ticket package, five of our best games, all sold out Friday nights, Saturday nights. Um, That, believe it or not, is the only way to get into opening day at this point. Uh, Five games for $50. 
and cost should never be the reason people can't come right. out to the ballpark. So right. your whole summer of fun, one game about every three three weeks, fifty bucks, perfect for families, and we hope to see you there. Alrighty, Matt Slatis, general manager of uh, Tufton Baseball, the Aberdeen Ironbirds. Um, can't thank you guys enough and gals enough uh, for what uh, what this whole thing means to us. Um, the, and speaking of institutions, that means so much to our community. Libby, uh, you guys, as usual, have been. Libby? I'm calling you Libby. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, is she standing I, behind me? I look too. Uh, <laughs> Bob and I just met this morning. I looked for my glasses this morning for, for 10 minutes, and they were on my head, so that'll give you some background. Go ahead, Joan. Tell us about the library. You got it. You got it. What name can I call you? Johnny. I'll do my rap name. Yeah, do your rap name. Find your rap name. Well, um, one of the most exciting things we have coming up right after opening night on June 17th is our Summer Reading Challenge. Um, begins in earnest with our two kickoff events. Uh, the morning event is at Bel Air. The afternoon event is at our Habit of Grace Library. Um, the theme this year is amazing. It's called the Universe of Stories. It's all space. It's all astronauts, um, stars. It's just a wonderful, very creative, fun. We have a lot of great things planned for the summer. So that kickoff is June 17th in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, Pre-registration is going on right now. Really bad turnout last year. 17,000 yeah, kids yes, signed yes, up. Is yes. that amazing? Unbelievable. It is. It is. And it's just such, it's one of my favorite things that, personally, that we do at the library. I just see the impact on the kids, the kickoff events. Like, they are standing in line to get their bag. We have adorable summer reading challenge bags then i see them all over the county it's really a wonderful wonderful event we're partnering with the aberdeen Ironbirds. um i think on, my pal ferris will be there that day i think ferris will be there yeah your wings and all yeah um and iron <laughs> he'll be hanging out with tails so yep. they're going to be together on saturday night and monday um so that's a wonderful event our vendors are going to be there um we couldn't do it without all the wonderful support that we have from, uh, you know, the community. So, um, and then today, tonight at the Habit of Grace Library is another really popular event for us. It's our Teen After Hours. Um, and this is really a night where we open up the library just for teens. Um, they can watch a movie, play games, surf the net, just hang out. Um, so reach out to the Habit of Grace Library um, and you can find information at hcplonline.org. And that is supported by our Habit of Grace Friends of HCPL, which is a wonderful organization that all of our libraries have. We have friends groups, and they're very active in supporting these, you know, extra events that make a difference um, in the community. And then tomorrow, on June 8th, at our Joppa Library, we're going to have a Paint Our Windows event. And that's open to families. Um, Grab a paintbrush, help us create a universe of stories on our windows at the library. So we'll give you the design, the supplies, instruction, and you guys can... I like that. You can uh, channel your inner Picasso and create a beautiful mural um, on the windows that will be up all summer. So Sounds that's like exciting. Sounds like a lot of fun. That's my yeah. inner Jackson Pollock is with the most open. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, we'll give you a little section where you can just... Alrighty. Uh, As you um, can tell, I'm a doodler. You are. You have been doodling today. So hcplonline.org, and then we have ironbirdsbaseball.com, and the number is 410-297-9292. 
410-297-9292. And um, we have 30 seconds, and we're going to end with a, with a rap name for each of us. Oh, good. I uh, need one. This Matt week. is M. Maddie Dilly. <laughs> Leslie is Chili Leslie G. Okay. And no comment. Mine is Killa BM. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that is. Couldn't have made that one up. You'll excuse me now. I I have to make a pit stop. Killa, BM. BM for Bob Mumby. Yes, indeed. All right, on that happy note, that's all the time we have for this week's Hartford Edge. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. 